Hey everybody, welcome back to the Introversion Podcast. Did you miss me? Yeah! Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 Now's the time for us to say Happy New Year! 2021. Are you going to make it your year? You can do it! Given the nature of 2020, I hope uh, some of you didn't assume that I died of COVID or, or something like that, um, you know, because there's like a point zero zero one chance I would die. So, you know, it's pretty likely I would have died of COVID this year. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm alive and well, uh, just uh, obviously not recording episodes. I did not record a single podcast episode in December. Yeah, so forgive the rust here. Um, there's part of me that's really stoked and excited just to be recording again. I don't know. I just feel like I have so many thoughts uh, whirling through my head. I, I, I feel confident in a way that this will be a good episode because the amount of things I want to say and the, and the fervor that I have to express them, I think will supersede and crush the, uh, the rust in me actually recording and doing the podcast. So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but, uh, let's, let's get right into it. So here's the thing I wanted to record. Well, let me actually rewind a little bit. With my ambition toward the end of December 2020, I wanted to launch a new site. And uh, very few of you are familiar with uh, this other brand that I run, but uh, I've had the domain for a while. I love the name. It, I wanted to kick things off with this amazing, mind-blowing montage video of just all the insanity of 2020. So I wanted to hit on every topic. I wanted it to be a super tight edit, like music and pop culture and like humor and science and facts and fake news and personal stuff. And, and you know, and just like all the people who died this year, celebrities and, you know, Alex Trebek and, and um, just all these people, Sean Connery. And I just wanted it to be like, I don't know, like a two minute or three minute just barrage of just like, you know, using my editing skills and my style, not like something you would just watch on CNN, like a end of year recap like every year. But I wanted to give it some spice, some flavor. I wanted to make it amazing. And I wanted that to be the video that kicks off this new other brand, this other project that I've been wanting to get going for a while. And I'm not going to mention the name of it here because it's not ready at all. What ended up happening was I got double booked on client projects throughout the month of December. So I was really busy. It was good in a way because I kind of got back into the rhythm of of doing some client work and making some money, you know, making a living. You got to do that, you know, so somehow, some way. So I, I kind of got roped into all that, which meant, uh, I don't know, I feel like this always happens at the end of the year, right, in December. I, I don't know if it's like this for other people. Maybe it is. But for me, it's like, there's just so much to do. And it used to be kind of the holiday stuff, you know, like shopping, Christmas shopping. And, you know, if you're dating somebody, what to get them. And you're going to Christmas parties and all that, you know. Like maybe that was back when I had a life in New York, you know. There was just a lot of that going on. But that's not the case for me anymore. Like, obviously, y'all probably know by now I'm living in Philly. I've been here for... I can't believe I've been here for two years now. 
So it really doesn't feel like it at all. But then again, this year, 2020, doesn't really feel like a full year, right? Like I basically, every day was basically the same. I just hung out in my apartment and did my own thing. So it's it really didn't even matter that I was in Philly. I could have literally been anywhere in the world. So it, it's, it's hard for me to feel like I just lived another year in Philly because, yeah, like I'm saying. But be that as it may, yes, I have lived in Philly for two years now. And I have a few friends here. Um, but, you know, if you're going to, I have like lifelong friends that I knew in New York, you know, people I grew very close with and I kind of have my inner circle, my inner posse and a lot of them live in New York or I met them in New York and they live elsewhere now. Or I met, a, you know, I have a couple good close friends from college and they live in California and elsewhere. So my friend, my, my best closest friends are scattered all over the country or all over the world. So starting over in Philly a couple of years ago, it's like, I don't know, and and I'm gonna, I might get into that a little bit. Um, I probably here here's gonna here's the challenge of this episode, right? Because I wanted to post this podcast episode probably about actually I wanted to post it before I went home to Maryland for for Christmas, so I wanted to post this like over a week ago, but the client project was kicking my ass, and I just did not have time. So I'm lucky enough just to be recording this. It is, by the way. Thursday, December 31st, 2020. So it is New Year's Eve right now. And uh, we're, we're just a few few hours away here, at least on Eastern Standard Time from uh, 2021 being here. And my friend Sarah out in Germany, like uh, it's, uh, it's already uh, 2021. So yeah, this, is, uh, this has been the feeling within me for the last few weeks is just the time is running out. And not so much that I love 2020 and I want it to last forever. No, obviously not. This has been a shitty year for me. It's been a shitty year for a lot of people. But the reason why I'm saying the time has been running out and that's been frustrating me is just like, I just feel like this was one of those years where it's like, I don't want to say it's like 9-11, but it's like, this is just one of those years where everything has fundamentally shifted. And and I mean on a societal level, but also on a personal level. I know it has for me, and I, I'm sure it probably has for a lot of other people as well. And that's mostly what I want to talk about right now is a look back at 2020. Um, again, like even... Even for this episode, I wanted to do like a kick-ass little opening montage of crazy shit from 2020, but I'm recording right now on New Year's Eve. I'm going to post this tomorrow on New Year's Day, January 1st, 2021, uh, so hopefully you're listening to it right now today. Hopefully you're not too hungover and you're just chilling out and you maybe felt like listening to a podcast. In fact, you felt like listening to a podcast that you haven't heard in over a month now and you're glad to hear this back, so... Uh, I do want to assure you to my uh, loyal, faithful listeners, um, introversion is not going anywhere. So I know I dropped off for the past month here, but I have actually been working on some infrastructure and some things to really improve my workflow. And I'm going to continue to to build and improve my workflow. And basically, I I don't need to get all the nitty gritty with you, but um, the point is like I do want to do I want to take the introversion podcast to the next level in 2021 and not just introversion, not just the podcast, but the site, what I'm doing creatively, what I'm doing personally and expressing myself. And 
there's going to be an evolution that's unfolding this year, and I've already felt it happening in the last couple months. Even though I've been completely silent on social media and I haven't been posting the podcast, just know the wheels have been turning in my mind and things are really happening and I feel it, you know, and it's almost like regardless of the crazy changes that are going to happen in society or that are happening or whether we're going to revert back to some degree of normalcy in 2021 or whether things are going to get far worse, I don't know. We'll see. But all of that is out there. What I've been talking about this far is internally inside my own mind, my own heart, like what I'm doing and what I'm all about. And for that, I feel kind of optimistic because I had a good December. Wow, there's so much for us to talk about right now. So I could literally just do an episode recapping you on what my December has been like, but I'm actually going to resist the temptation to do that because I want this episode to be a look back at 2020 overall. And that's why I'm calling this 2020 hindsight, because, you know, when you're going through it, you're making the mistakes, you're getting sucked into the wrong things, your emotions are taking over, like all the craziness that happened this year, like I got sucked into it as it was happening. You all got sucked into it as it was happening, most of you. And now December has been a little bit of me taking a step back and looking back and reflecting and looking at the lessons that are just there sitting on the table or whatever for for me to learn, for me to absorb, right? And that's what this episode is going to be. So without beating around the bush anymore about it, like I'm I'm giving you the sense of what this episode is going to be. So let's get into it. Um, I want to start out by talking about some of the things I accomplished this year. So obviously this doesn't have much anything to do with society and everything out there, but I I just want to run through a couple things that I accomplished this year. And you might've heard me say in recent podcast episodes that, I mean, even so far as back as September, October, I was already saying the way I want to look at the rest of this year, Q4, is I want to crank, I want to hustle, and I want to be able to be right where I'm sitting right now on December 31st on this night. I want to be able to say, wow, I actually got a lot done this year, and this year actually turned out to be pretty good for me personally. Um, that was what I was kind of shooting for the last couple months. And, you know, I was starting to get into really good shape uh, in October and uh, September, October, November when the gyms were open back up and then they shut the gym down. I got, I got to shut the studio down, yo. Stupid fucking lockdowns for no reason. So they say cases are cases, cases, cases. Oh, so let's just shut everything down. Let's, let's yeah. Okay, so. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into that right now. We'll, we'll get back into that later. But point is, I've been talking about this for a while, and now is the time. Now the, the time has arrived. It's New Year's Eve. I'm recording this podcast, and December has been super productive for me. And ironically, one of the reasons why is because they did close the gym at the end of November. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, I got a fat gut now. Look at me. I'm a big fat slob. You know, like I, I, I don't have a scale, so I haven't weighed myself, but I can look in the mirror and be like, wow. Uh, and when I went home for Christmas, my mom pretty much confirmed. She told me this is the fattest she's ever seen in my gut. So I'm officially, uh, fat gutted and, um, you know, 
and uh, unfortunately, my arms are skinnier too. I've, basically, everything that I had worked in the last few months in the fall to build up at the gym has all been taken away from me. So lost my muscle mass, gained fat. But the upside of it, like I was saying, is I got super productive. I mean, it's basically an extra two hours a day where I was not going out, working out, coming back, showering, all that stuff. So that was an extra two hours a day. And I put it to good use. Like, well, God, this is like a whole specific thing I could talk about as a certain point, because I really want to talk about this shift that happened in my mind when they decided to close the gyms in Philly at the end of November, because I haven't been able to talk about that for the last month on the podcast until now. So I, I want to get all into that. But before I get into that, let me just run by. These are the, some of the things that I jotted down. Like this is what I accomplished in this godforsaken year. So kind of the biggest thing for me earlier on was I wanted to relaunch introversion.com on January 1st of 2020. You know, like how poetic would that have been, right? You know, it's like I took 10 years off on this site and on January 1st, day one, I restarted and I would be posting every day a daily entry like I used to do, like audio, video, photo, animation, just like all this cool stuff. But again, I was too busy last December and too ambitious and too many things and it just wasn't ready. It just wasn't ready by January 1st. So I kept working on it. I kept working on it. So I think I launched... I ended up launching it and making it public. I was dealing with all kinds of WordPress issues and troubleshooting and all this stuff to get the site ready. I learned a lot in the process, but point is I launched introversion.com, I believe around my birthday, uh, toward the end of March. And, you know, I was excited to do that. But at the same time, that was also the moment that the plan, the pandemic started and the lockdown started. So it was kind of this weird timing of like, yay, everybody, look, I'm launching introversion.com. It's back, you know, for all the old fans of the site. Like, yeah. At the same time, there was bigger news afoot, right? Societally, this virus is out there that's going to kill everybody and we got to lock everything down and stay safe and all this stuff. So... It was kind of weird because introversion took a back seat, the announcement of it to just all the societal chaos that was about to ensue. But on the other hand, it's kind of like it was kind of perfect timing in a way because everybody's going to be stuck at home. And for people who are alone or single, like, or introverts, right? Like us introverts out there, we're all stuck at home. And for us, it's like, eh, maybe not as big a deal because we spend a lot of time at home anyways. So, you know, I kind of, tried to look at it, if I look, think back at the time, as an opportunity, you know, to, to we're all locked at home, sharing our stories online or social media or whatever. And, and I'm doing that via introversion. And, you know, I started out doing that. And I don't know if you all remember, but at the very beginning when I was doing introversion, I, I kicked things off a lot with the YouTube channel. And I was trying to do like, almost like a video entry every day. And it was pretty intense. So, so as much as my workflow was okay back then, it's much better now, but back then it was like, it still was pretty time consuming and ambitious to try to produce some kind of like high quality video and post it on YouTube every day. So it was a bit much. And, uh, but I think after doing that for a few weeks or about a month, I realized like, you know what, 
I, I need to shift this a little bit because the kind of video content that I was posting on introversion, it was very much about sports and the virus and Wuhan and politics and all this other stuff. And it was like, that's not really what introversion is. And I feel like I was just posting the stuff there because that was the only brand I actively had running right now is introversion. I mean, besides Confusianity, but the stuff I'm talking about wouldn't fit on Confusianity at all. So introversion was all I had going. I was posting this stuff on introversion, but I'm like, eh, this is not really it. So fast forward a few weeks from there, and as we entered into like April, May, May is when I started the podcast. I started the introversion podcast. Uh, I forget the exact date, but it was, I think, late May. And the other thing I was doing at the time was I started sketching in my sketchbook more. And I feel like it had been a long time since I had just doodled and, and did drawings and stuff in the sketchbook. And what ended up happening, if you, if you haven't checked out introversion.com, go check it out. On the homepage, there's a pull-down menu and you can scroll through and look at all the entries going back to when I relaunched the site in March. And the thing is, is the balance that I ended up settling on for this year, and, and I think moving forward, I think this is going to be the balance that I like, is forget about the video content like every day. I mean, that was just like way too ambitious. I would rather do like a well-produced video that's like edgy and talking about politics and culture and all this stuff on this other brand that I mentioned earlier that I will be starting hopefully soon, like maybe toward the end of January, uh, but it's not ready yet. So, but yeah, once I graduated from the video stuff with introversion, I kind of moved on to basically two things, which is what the introversion experience, let's call it, has been this year and will be moving forward. It's basically the sketchbook which is me doodling very raw. I mean, it's like, let's face it, we live in a highly digital world. And a lot of times me personally, like I just miss writing with an actual pen and an actual book, a sketchbook. So it's that visceral quality that I enjoy in the creative process. And I hope you all enjoy it too, because uh, what I've been posting on Instagram and all these places, like it's just less digital, but then I also like to mix in a little bit of digital and I was doing some kind of like weird collaging stuff. So, but I, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I was enjoying it. And, uh, Instagram is a whole nother subject that I'm not really going to get into right now. But in terms of the content that I was making, I was pleased with it. And I like the sort of black and white ink, pen and ink sketchbook flavor for introversion and the podcast. And what I really want to push in 2021 is kind of that balance of like podcast and sketchbook, podcast and sketchbook. And that will be a lot of what the introversion experience is. So I know I've been kind of um, slow in posting daily entries for the last uh, few months and it's pretty much just been the podcast, but don't worry, stick with me here. Um, the podcast is going to get better. I'm going to get back to doing regular episodes already. This is the first day of the new year and I'm posting this first episode and I want to do a follow-up episode of this within the next week, uh, as soon as I can get to it. But the key distinction I wanted to make with this episode is I don't want to talk about 2021 in this episode, even though my mind is racing with all these thoughts about 2021 and the new year. I want this episode that you're listening to right now to just be me looking back and reflecting on 2020. In the next episode I'm going to post, you know, in the next week, I want that episode to be kind of my 
takeaways from 2020, but how it has informed my mindset and my plans and my strategy and my outlook for 2021. So I'm not going to say anything more about that, but that look forward to that in the next episode. I want it to be all about 2021. And uh, so that'll be that. But for right now, back to 2020, uh, I just kind of walked you through the introversion launch experience, basically March and then starting the podcast in May. So if you're new to the podcast, uh, go back, listen to some. I had some really great uh, guest interviews um, throughout this year and a lot of uh, insights shared and reflections and thoughts and on everything from BLM and George Floyd to Antifa and politics and the election and, uh, of course, the, the pandemic and all that. So, uh, yeah, go back, listen, enjoy at your leisure, you know. So anyway, the Introversion Podcast. So not that these are accomplishments, accomplishments, but these are some things that, you know, we had all this time on our hands to, this year, a lot of us, stuck at home. So basically I, I'm just going to list some of these out. So I watched – 10 seasons, all 10 seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Pretty, 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 pretty good. That was basically my lunchtime routine, I guess, starting back in February. So like when the pandemic first started, like February, March, April, I I went through 10 seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I would watch one episode while I had lunch. So I also watched all four seasons of Mr. Robot. And I watched season one, which probably will be the only season of The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary. In fact, I did a podcast episode about it. Um, I think it's episode number 23. That's right. I wanted it to be episode number 23 uh, for Jordan. So if you haven't had a chance, go back, listen to that one. I quite like that episode. And it's not just about basketball if you're not into sports, because I think I just kind of talked about a lot of things that are relevant to life and priorities and, and, and memories and, and things that are meaningful in life and all that. So yeah, give it a listen. So yeah, the last dance I watched, uh, I watched both seasons of the Mandalorian this year. Uh, and I picked up on Silicon Valley. I used to love that show, but I only watched the first couple of seasons years ago. And then I kind of just forgot about it and I picked that back up again. So I finished the last three seasons and I enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, and I think, yeah, I watched season one of The Boys last year. So this year I did watch season two, quite enjoyed it. Uh, I got into some debates with uh, some friends of mine who thought season two wasn't nearly as good as season one. But I'm like, yeah, season one probably better, but I quite liked season two. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched two seasons of the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, basically me and my boy JR from the podcast, uh, few episodes ago he's the one who turned me on to it and we had fun just uh texting memes or you know whatever thoughts about it back and forth um we're we're both in love with cameron the uh terminator i don't want to say sex bot but you know the sexy terminator and uh that was fun um let's see i watched six seasons of the simpsons it made me angry jerry Angry and tired. For those of you who know, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Obviously, you've probably heard uh, my little outros with my fake sponsors that are often from The Simpsons. But um, I don't know. I just thought I would. Uh, it's been a while. So I thought I would go back. And I think I started around season five. And um, I just kind of wanted to catalog it. So I've basically been jotting down time codes. 
So anytime something kind of caught my mind, something I can use in the podcast or a video edit or something like that, I would just jot down the time code for the episode. So I have a couple documents full of just all these time codes from The Simpsons, which is actually what I tend to do for a lot of these shows that I watch. Um, not to get all into the sort of creative process, but maybe some of you are interested in that. But that's kind of what I do. So for those of you who don't know, like I have Popkatsu, which is a pop culture brand. I have Introversion. I have Confusianity. I run these different brands. I have Skiller Moves too for soccer, but I haven't really done much with that in a while. But yes, I'm a sponge and I absorb pop culture. Sponge! Does this look like something a sponge would do? But basically I make it easy on myself because instead of having to remember everything in my head, which would be insane, as I watch shows and movies, I jot down the time codes. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I can search for certain phrases or, you know, like, you know, if I want to do a, a montage of this or that, like I can search for Homer, or I can search for Marge and, you know, find what I want in my notes and then basically create an audio file from the video file and uh, use it in the podcast when I need it or for whatever other purpose. Anyway, so Simpsons, six seasons, went through it, been cataloging it. I think I'm up to season 11 now. Um I'm still enjoying it, and it's kind of like old episodes I haven't seen in a while, but I have seen all these episodes. I'm kind of curious to get to the point. I don't know where it will be, like maybe season 15 or something like that, where I stopped watching it live at some point in my life, like 10 years ago. So at some point I'm going to reach in The Simpsons where I thought in my mind the show went downhill, but I'll be curious to watch it. I'll be curious to watch it because... um, Maybe I will agree that it's shit, or maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised and be like, oh, wow, actually The Simpsons was funny and had some good stuff in the 2000s that I wasn't aware of. So that'll be kind of interesting to um, go back and watch old Simpsons, but Simpsons episodes that I've never seen. So that's kind of cool. So anyway, uh, six seasons of Simpsons. I watched, I believe, three seasons of This Is Us. Uh, Basically, This Is Us is what I watch with my mom. It's our little tradition. So... That was that. And, uh, okay, that's most all the TV series. So I wanted to mention this movie specifically. It was called Vivarium. And most of you have probably not heard of this movie. But especially given the year that 2020 was, which is kind of, let's face it, it's a fucked up year. Vivarium kind of hit the spot for me, cinematically speaking, because it's a really fucked up movie. And not in the way that 2020 is fucked up, but like, I loved Vivarium because it was just like totally off my radar. Like I just, I don't even know how I discovered this movie, but somehow I did. And I just started watching it and it was so creepy. And it was just so like, what is this movie? And the thing about me and media and entertainment, and and this is kind of a bigger theme that I, I do want to talk about about this year, is that the thing about living at home, quarantine, lockdown, shutdown, whatever, shut in, whatever you want to call it, is, you know, you know how it's been. You've lived through it yourself a lot this year, especially if you're not going out to your job and have variety in your life at all. It's like every day is the same. You wake up, you do your little routine, you brush your teeth, use the bathroom, you go to you sit at your desk or you sit at your couch, you watch some TV, you work on some stuff on your computer and you fix some food and you clean up and you watch something and you work some more and then you just go to bed and you wake up. It's the same thing tomorrow. It's like every day. So 
with the monotony of every day in 2020 feeling exactly the same. When I sit down to watch something like a film or a show, like, and again, I'm not talking about like my daytime routine, but I'm talking about when I sit down to eat dinner at night, fix a nice salad and you sit there and you want to give it like an hour and watch a show or a movie. Like I want something that like blows my mind or surprises me or takes me on a wild ride or just something to get me out of the monotony of life in 2020, right? Escapism, you know, like, you know, we, we all know escapism. Like some people, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people this year probably, I mean, there's probably the elevated suicide rates, unfortunately, but there's probably also a lot of drug abuse and a lot of uh, harmful addictions that have probably adversely ruined people's lives probably a lot this year because of these stupid lockdowns. But for me, I I wanted to try to be as healthy as possible, you know, not doing anything self-destructive. I, I, I did a pretty good job of laying off alcohol this entire year. In fact, I, I kept track of it in my habits app. I probably should have tallied that up, but uh, to, to actually relay the data, because I think it is pretty impressive. But I, I literally think I've only drank alcohol on maybe five to 10 days tops this entire year. So I don't know. I, I didn't really list that as an accomplishment, but I guess I could list it as an accomplishment. It's basically like this is probably the least alcohol I've drank in any year of since I turned whatever, 21, right? So there's that. But back to the this movie Vivarium. So like I'm saying, like I just want to watch something that's so unlike everything else that I watch or that I see or that I experience. And honestly, it's one of the it's one of the little realizations I've had this year. Um, and 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 kind of a recurring theme that you'll hear me talk about today is it's finding the good out of the bad. And I don't mean that in like a cheesy generic way, but I mean in a really practical way. Like with all of the bad shit from this year, it's not like I'm like, oh, turn that frown upside down. Yay. Like not all super silver lining, cheesy kind of way, but no, but like seriously look at a situation, realize something about it. And it might suck, but depending on how you frame things, look for a lesson to be learned there or like some way you're like, okay, it's kind of like, I mean, to get into programming language, it's like, if this, then that, right? So, okay, this is out of my control. If this certain thing, then, okay, well, how can I spin it in a different direction? Or how can I end up going in a different path that I ordinarily would not have gone in, right? Because of this very odd, strange thing happening in society or life, right? So, kind of where I'm getting at that, tying it back into Vivarium is that I ended up stopping watching sports this year. And partially, mostly it's because the fans haven't been in the stadium. And one thing I might've said earlier on the podcast earlier this year is, and maybe I didn't, but this is something I thought it was pretty profound to say, but I feel like watching sports without the fans is like watching people dance without any music. It, it just looks awkward. It's silly. It's pointless. Like if I were to just watch people dancing with no music on, I'm like, you look stupid. And not that the athletes look stupid or whatever, throwing a football around or basketball or whatever, but it's just like, I don't care. Does anybody care? Cause I don't care. And I know for political reasons, the NFL ratings are down. The NBA had their worst ratings ever for the finals. Like 
all this BLM stuff and they're turning off the actual fans and all this stuff. So I know that's all happening too, but even if that weren't happening, just tuning in to watch a bunch of guys throw a football around or kick a ball around without the sounds, without the fans, without the pageantry, without everything. I mean, like think about the World Cup. What makes it so great is just the cultures, the music, the sound, the fans, like everything, the energy. You take all that away and it's just people kicking the ball around. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. They scored a goal. What they do? Don't really care. I'm bringing up sports there, but back to this Vivarium movie. I feel like most shows and movies are all just regurgitations of the same tired tropes, you know? And anytime I can find something that breaks the mold, that's something different. I mean, that's honestly, that's one of the reasons why I loved Game of Thrones. That's one of the reasons why I loved The Boys. I love watching The Boys because like, it's kind of the attitude of the show is like, we don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Like they will just be so crass and inappropriate. At the same time, they keep you guessing. Like they'll kill that character off. They'll kill that character off. Like, you know, one of the lead heroes, like, oh, their head just blew up, exploded out of nowhere. Oh, wow. Didn't see that one coming. But uh, I love that. I love that. And with Game of Thrones, like you don't know. Anybody could die in a given episode. But that's what keeps it interesting, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Whereas most shows you watch, I, I seriously, like most movies... I mean, obviously with Hollywood and, and everything, the studios shut down and theaters shut down this year in 2020, like it's not a good year overall, but it's really not a good year for entertainment. You know, it's really, you know, the, the summer blockbusters, like there's just nothing. There's just nothing new to watch. And uh, there's new shows that are coming out on Netflix and all this other shit, but like it's not any good. And it might technically be good and people will still watch it. But for me, it's not a matter of whether it's good or not. It's the fact that it's the same thing as that show right next to it and the other show on the other side of it. So it's like, oh, do I want to watch this show or a carbon copy of that show or a carbon copy? Of that? It's like, it's all the same shit, you know, same basic love story, same basic this and that and crime story and action hero. And it's just the same old shit. And again, like I'm saying in 2020, like I, I can't stand the same old shit because every day of my life is the same old shit living in complete isolation in the lockdown shit. So anyway, um, I don't want to spoil it with Vivarium. All I'll say is like, if you feel anything like how I do, where you just want to watch a movie or something that's just completely different than everything else you've seen like a million times, go watch Vivarium. I think it's Jesse Eisenberg and the the girl who's in it. I don't know her name, but uh, yeah, watch Vivarium. If you do watch it, if you do like it, let me know. You can email me at podcast at introversion.com. Would love to hear from you. Or, you know, on social media, just reach out. For the time being, I'm still Jay Caslow on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else. So yeah, but if you watch Vivarium, you're welcome. If you enjoy it, you're welcome. So, oh man, this is going to be a really long episode at this rate. Uh, I want to run through these things that I've accomplished. Uh, put up new blinds in my apartment that really kind of changed the feeling. I got a lot more light now. It's a lot brighter. Uh, my office workspace looks a lot better. I launched multiple new WordPress websites. Uh, Introversion was the main one, but I also launched a few others. And part of my productivity that happened in November and December was I signed up with a new web hosting service 
and it's super fast, super fast. So once I am kind of finished setting things up and uh, I'm going to probably start mentioning about this uh, in the, in the future in a few weeks, because uh, I would love to share the details with you all because uh, basically I'd love to refer you. I mean, if you have websites out there, you really should know about sort of what I have switched to because my sites now are loading like ultra fast. And, uh, you know, these are the kind of things where it took time. It took me a couple of weeks. I had to figure things out and troubleshoot and, and migrating my sites over and server stuff and SSL and all this stuff. So, but I figured this out and now things are purring and it's great. So I consider that an accomplishment this year because I had heard about it a while ago, but I finally took the leap and started setting things up. And, uh, that's also why I haven't been updating my sites like introversion for the last few weeks because I've actually been working on the the server side, the back end for a lot of these sites to improve the experience moving forward. So we're just about there. Uh, I would have really hoped by January 1st, like all this stuff was off and running, but, but just hang tight for a little bit. Uh, I'll keep you posted on the podcast as to when introversion, the site kind of gets back into full speed. And I might even mention about some of these other website projects I'm working on because some of that stuff is pretty cool, fun stuff. More accomplishments for this year. I got good at cooking this year. I started to get good at cooking last year, but I took it a little bit further this year just because I'm at home all day, every day, cooking food. So yes, I'm a low maintenance guy and I can eat the same thing every day, but uh, I'm happy. Like every, I, I've eaten the same, basically the same salad, the same uh, midday meal. Uh, and I fix a couple different style chicken dishes and hamburger dishes. I make killer tacos now. Uh, in fact, I started a new tradition. I guess I didn't even talk about this on the podcast, but uh, speaking of introversion and being socially isolated and introvert and all that stuff, I spent Thanksgiving by myself in Philly in my apartment here. And um, I had a good time. I had a good time. I think I just I started watching Mandalorian season two on Thanksgiving and I made tacos. I made Thanksgiving tacos and they were awesome. So, and then I traded myself to some uh, dairy-free ice cream, a snickerdoodle, I think. So I'm actually going to treat myself to some of that tonight for New Year's Eve. Uh, as soon as I'm done recording this episode, I'm going to fix some dinner, watch a movie. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to watch Apocalypto. So if that, uh, it, was referred to, it was referred to me by my friend JR. He told me I should really watch it. And the way I watch things is that I only sit down to watch for like half an hour or an hour. And he was like, dude, you need to stop doing that. It, it, or at least he told me like Apocalypto is the kind of movie where you need to just immerse yourself in it, sit down and watch it start to finish. So I'm like, okay, all right. Once I'm done recording this podcast episode and, you know, basically I'm like, okay, this is it for 2020. I'm going to fix the salad and start watching Apocalypto tonight. That's the plan and uh, treat myself to some ice cream. So maybe if it's if Apocalypse, if Apocalypto is worth mentioning, maybe I'll mention it in the next podcast episode or a future episode. Um, side note, this is kind of what I did last year for New Year's Eve. I, I've kind of given up on this whole like going out, even before the pandemic, I've given up on this whole like going out, making a big deal out of New Year's Eve. I mean, if the right opportunity was there, like the right party and the right people and the right vibe, I'd be open to it. But certainly not with the pandemic now and just the way things have been in recent years. Like I just, like I said, I really haven't drank alcohol much at all this year and I feel much more 
literally excited, like stoked about staying in on New Year's Eve so that I can be productive wrapping up all of my things at the end of 2020 and start fresh on the morning of January 1st and just be off and running, not feeling like I'm behind. I mean, God, I mean, probably a lot of you listening now on January 1st are hungover and feeling sick and whatever. And that used to be me. I used to go out and party in New York, whatever, on New Year's Eve. And sometimes it was really great and fun. And, you know, you get a hookup here and there and you're dating somebody and it's great. But a lot of times it was just lame. It was just the expectation of New Year's Eve just being like this phenomenal time of your life. And it really just wasn't that most of the time. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of over that. Again, if the opportunity is there, I would go with it. But most of the time, the opportunity, a really great opportunity is not there. So I'd rather just stay in and be productive. So uh, anyway, back to uh, back to the point here. So cooking, uh, Confusianity uh, has been doing really well this year. That's my other brand. I've mentioned it a few times throughout the podcast. So most of you probably know I was raised Christian my whole life. And, and then I left the church. And Confusianity, I, I basically, it's a brand I started that helped me vent about leaving Christianity. And I ended up creating a podcast there. That was the podcast I did before this one, which was a great sort of lead into this one. But on that Confusianity podcast, I only talked about religion, basically. And it was all guest episodes. I never really recorded any solo episodes like I'm doing right now. Um, but I would always have a guest on and I asked them about their religious uh, upbringing and their religious views. And we would just talk about how these things affect, you know, their lives as adults now and what they think about the place of religion and life and what we think happens after we die and just kind of, you know, just whatever, depending on who I'm talking to, the conversation would take different directions. But if you haven't ever listened to the Confusianity podcast, if you're in the mood for, just like real people having real conversations about real religious experiences. Uh, I, I encourage you to uh, check out the Confusianity podcast. And uh, so I, two things I wanted to mention about that and bringing it up is I reached, I just reached 3000 Instagram followers a couple weeks ago in Confusianity. So that was cool. But the other kind of bigger thing in a way is I got my first YouTube channel monetized. So I'm now in the YouTube partner program uh, with Confusianity. I was a little bit nervous about it because I reached their metrics. It took a while to get there, and I wasn't really paying much attention to Confusianity because I'm like, why do I want to pour myself into that project if it's not really going to be monetizable, right? And it's a little bit different with introversions because I haven't figured out monetization for introversion yet, but introversion is so near and dear to my heart. It's like people know me as the guy from introversion from back in the 2000s, so this is truly my passion project that I would like to figure out monetization for this. And I'm going to try to kind of work that into the podcast because that's what people do. You know, you make a podcast, you spend time on it, you get sponsors, you have to figure out some way to make your passion your living, right? Otherwise, I'm kind of stuck in the scenario that I am this month where I had to forego working on introversion and all my personal projects in order to take on a client project or two which ate up all my time and energy just so I can make some money. And then I stop that and get back to introversion where I'm not making money. So you see where I'm going with this. Like I'm really hoping that 2021 will be a year, maybe the year where I finally kind of get this all working. And based on how productive and how great things were happening in December with stuff I was figuring out and me optimizing my workflow, all this stuff, like I'm excited. I'm excited about 
where 2021 is going, not so much for society, but just in terms of what I'm working on. And um, I'm stoked about that. I hope to be sharing all, all news about all that and not just with introversion, with, with a couple other projects I'm starting. So uh, more to come on that. Again, I'm not going to get into 2021 now. This is about 2020. So I'm going on too long here about the accomplishments because this isn't even the main topic of what I wanted to talk about and reflecting on 2020. But Confusionity, YouTube channel monetized. Uh, I'll include a link in the show notes. Please go check it out or subscribe to the Confusionity YouTube channel. Um, I try to post a new video every Sunday where it's just kind of like, it's called Thinking Out Loud is the series where I basically, it's kind of like Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy for those of you who from back in the day on SNL, you might remember, except um, that kind of tonality, but it's not really necessarily silly, random, funny, but just kind of like, little random thoughts that I think about, about faith or God or religion or society or philosophy. And so, um, yeah, check it out. I'll include a link, uh, in the notes to the confusing YouTube channel. So that, and, uh, IFTTT is another thing. If this, then that it's another service that allows you to do automations and things. So I linked up a lot of my social media accounts with that. So whether it's confusionity or introversion, like once I post on Instagram, it'll kind of like put that post everywhere else on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. So I got that working earlier this year. That was an accomplishment. Um, I have two iMacs. I have this old one and I have my newer one from last year. And I, it was kind of, it took me some time to figure it out, but I figured out how to use my old iMac as a second monitor for my new iMac, which I think has ultimately really improved my uh, workflow. So that was cool. So I figured that out, took some time, figured that out. And now we're getting into a little bit more. It's, this isn't necessarily a, an accomplishment, but I want to talk about this because this is going to segue into one of the main points I want to talk about today. So I unfriended, <laughs> and some of you will remember, I had a specific episode earlier this year, the podcast episode called Unfriend, which is kind of how I started this process. But when I look back over the numbers just now, I looked and I have unfriended over 145 friends on Facebook. And if you have 2,000 friends, that might not sound like a lot, but I had 743. So I just did the math really quickly. That's about 20%. So I've unfriended about 20% of my Facebook friends, you know, and I'm doing air quotes for friends. But let's face it, and I'm not going to rehash um, what I talked about in the unfriend episode. Cause I think I spelled things out pretty well there, but I did want to talk about that in terms of me reflecting on 2020, because I think one of the things that happened this year is this was a year, I guess, mostly because of the pandemic, but with everything else happening politically and socially in society, eh, on Facebook and social media and the toxicity of all these things. And so many of these factors, I feel like for me and probably for a lot of people, when you look back at 2020, I feel like this was a year where shit got real. And I say that in terms of, well, specifically what I'm talking about now is in terms of the people in your life, right? And Again, I'd be curious to hear, if I had a guess, I would be interviewing them and asking them all about what their take is on this right now, but I don't. So if you're listening, again, just shoot me an email or send me a tweet. I would love to hear your take on this year and specifically with regard to this. But for me, what I'm saying is I feel like when you're isolated and alone and, and I mean, dude, I mean, like before we knew 
this pandemic was basically just the flu, you know, with a 99.9% survival rate. Um, I mean, people are still freaking out about it. I don't know why, but I guess people are just brainwashed by the media. But anyway, um, early on, even I was freaked out about it because we didn't know what we were dealing with. And in fact, right before the pandemic started, I just watched uh, Contagion, <laughs> coincidentally, with my parents. And in that movie, people are dropping dead. Like you get sick, you get infected, and you drop dead within 24 hours. And it's like young people, healthy people, like just people die. Like you watch a movie like that, and then all of a sudden you're watching the news and they're talking about this pandemic, this virus. You're, you're going to freak out a little bit. And I'm already a germaphobe normally. So anyway, the point is, high stress, we're all freaking out. Everybody's afraid. Everybody's thinking about they're going to die. Like you start thinking about your will. You start thinking about like your life. Like, am I going to die? And are the people I love or no, are they going to die? And like, you want to, you know, you want to connect and make amends and, and be there, right? You want the people who are really in your life, your close friends and family, you kind of need them to be there for you in this moment. At the same time, you want to be there for them, right? I mean, isn't that what real friendship and family is all about? It's like when the when the rubber hits the road, you know, when the shit hits the fan, this is what it's all about. And the thing is, for me, and I, I, I have a feeling it's probably the case for a lot of you as well, but for me, it was like it became very clear, like, who my real friends and family were and who wasn't. And it's, you know what I mean? It's like who stepped up and I don't even need a lot. Like I'm totally self-reliant. Like I, I cook for myself. I clean, I shop, I do everything on my own. Nothing logistically like there for me, but I just mean like, who's somebody you can talk to? Who's somebody who's available on the phone or texting or any of that stuff, video call, zooming, whatever, you know, like, and it was just becoming abundantly, abundantly clear. Like I have one friend who we've addressed each other as like bro and brother before. And, you know, he's talked about like my wedding and, and how he would give a speech at my wedding and all this stuff. Like we're like bros, like for, for many years, he's a good friend. And I'm not going to mention his name, but he completely disappeared this entire year. And again, this is like the pandemic early on. And, you know, Tom Hanks got it and we're all thinking he's going to die and everybody's going to die. And, and I was, you know, you remember that? Do you remember that back in March, April, like February? You start reaching out to your friends that you haven't heard and like, hey, are you all right? Are you okay? Are you healthy? Because we didn't know who's going to die at that time. And I reached out to this friend, a good close friend of mine for a while and didn't hear back from him. Didn't hear back. And uh, I was worried because most everybody would get back to me at some point. Like, hey, yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Just quarantining and whatever. And this friend just didn't hear back from him. And then shit started going south in my life, not just with the pandemic, but like, for example, with my mom's cancer. And I, I, I messaged this particular friend a couple times uh, throughout the year. And I said, dude, like this big thing is happening. By the way, uh, my mom just got diagnosed with cancer. Again, these are like the moments where this is what real friendship and family is supposed to be. People step up and rise to the occasion in these kind of moments. And this particular friend was nowhere to be found. 
And again, I'm not going to mention his name, but the thing is, it's like, it's not just him. It was some other people as well. And it was, I, I thought, did he die? Did he disappear? Like what happened? And then I saw him active or like he was online on Instagram or something, or he posted on Facebook or something. And I'm like, so he's alive unless somebody, unless he's dead and somebody's impersonating him or something crazy like that. But let's just assume since his account was active, he's alive. And I'm like, it just blows my mind how a close friend could disappear like that for this entire year of 2020. I think this is the first year we have not even communicated at all. I mean, I've communicated to him. I reached out to him maybe four or five times this year, never heard back. And uh, yeah, we've known each other since like 2002. So we've known each other for like, wow, like 17 years or so, something like that. And um, yeah, of those 15, 16, 17 years, this is the first year where we had not exchanged. I have not heard from him a single text message this entire year. And I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever reemerge and text me someday and be like, oh, man, yo, what's up? Like, oh, man, you know. But honestly, like that story will have to be pretty like fucking insanely ridiculous as to why he didn't reach out and say hello the entire year, this entire fucked up 2020. Because if he just gives a kind of a like, oh, you know, it was just crazy and, uh, you know, just running around and just, yeah, man, this year just flew by. If he gives something like that, I, I don't want to say like the the word respect, like losing respect for somebody because that's not even it. It's not respect, but it's like something has broken there. Something is fundamentally flawed there. And I don't know that there's any coming back from that. Again, unless he has some crazy story like he was kidnapped or he was in a coma or or something. Like, I mean, his mom was having health issues, so maybe she died and whatever. But I'm like, dude, even that, I would still feel not hurt, but like I'm there for him. Like if, if he needed somebody to talk to, if he needed a good friend of his mom died, like I'm like a brother to him. I'm there for him. Give me a call. Give me a text. Let me Let me know what happened. I will be there for you. But didn't even provide me with that opportunity. So moving forward, and I'm going off on this one particular friend. For all I know, he might be hiding in the shadows, like listening to this podcast episode right now. And probably he knows who he is if he's listening to this. But, you know, no hard feelings, man, if you're listening to this. But like, I would hope you would reach out at some point. But at the same time, assuming he's not listening to this, like, and this is just all of you listening right now. It's like, when something like that goes down this year, I'm just like, again, it's not a loss of respect, but I just feel like I don't know that there's any coming back from that. I could remain quote unquote friends with that person, like an acquaintance or whatever, but it's kind of like the damage is already done. Like I've moved on with my life. That person is no longer in the inner circle and they've probably destroyed the possibility of ever being in my inner circle ever again in my life. So yeah. But anyway, I went off specifically about this guy. I'm glad I didn't name his name. And, you know, a lot of you probably don't even know who he is. But but there have been other examples of that this year. And, and I, as I reflect, you know, 2020 hindsight here, right? 
when I look back, this is one of the key themes for this year for me is the whole hello goodbye thing. You say goodbye, I say hello. Because certain people who were already friends of mine became like brothers to me, you know, or cousins became like brothers to me or like sisters. And like people really stepped up and I just really grew closer. I mean, I forged tighter bonds with a few people, but a lot of these other people just kind of, you know, either we're just politically whatever, maybe they were kind of friends and I demoted them to acquaintances and then even acquaintances was too much. I'm just like, ah, fine. Like I'll just drop them from Facebook. If we never communicate again, fine, whatever. But like, so a lot of those people are gone, but even like some close friends are just kind of nothing now. That was, that was a big part of 2020 for me. And the fact that that all happened December 31st, you know, the last day of the year now is kind of a good moment to reflect on that and be like, okay, well, what do I take away from that? Or how do I move forward? And one of the thing, one of the other themes I've talked about a lot, you know, in here and there throughout the year is these two things that I discovered last year in 2019, which is basically MGTOW and Stoicism. And uh, I wrote an article on Medium about Stoicism, basically when I turned, uh, it was my birthday in 2019. Wait a minute. No, I think I wrote that article in March of this year, actually. And I talked about how this past year was the year I discovered MGTOW and Stoicism. That's right. But the fact that I discovered MGTOW and Stoicism were these two huge philosophical shifts in my life, which have actually equipped me and empowered me to not only survive, but to thrive and actually do pretty well for myself this year in 2020. Because if I was still kind of the needy guy I was before, like desiring female validation or intimacy and company and I needing, feeling incomplete without that, oh man, I would have been so miserable this year, you know, feeling incomplete. Like I needed some girl to feel satiated or emotionally whatever. But after MGTOW last year, like, the last girl I dated, and I'm not going to go into that whole story, but like, that was it. That was it. So haven't been on a date since. And honestly, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on much, but uh, I'm not going to go off on that whole tangent. But the point is, is this, the stoicism. I want to talk more about the stoicism now, because the stoicism really is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the shit storm that was 2020, when I talk about your close friends or family, like disappearing from your life. And then it's like, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to wither and die? Or are you going to find an inner fortitude that you maybe didn't even think you had? Because that's what I've ended up doing. And part of this is also rooted in self-love. And <laughs> I think I wrote a note about that. Yeah, uh, I, I just jotted down quickly. Like I think 2020 was a year to fall in love with yourself especially for those of us who lived most all of the year in essentially solitary confinement. So I think that's why I feel so good lately. Like, yes, December I've had, again, I don't want to go all into December, but I feel like there's a lot here I wanted to say about this December, this past month, and I haven't been podcasting about it. So I just really want to get this out. But I think December was great for me because even though the gym's closed and I got fat, that sucked. Yes. But 
again, it's the stoicism thing. It's like, oh, here's a problem. Well, how am I going to roll with it? Okay, that means more time for me to spend being creative, being productive. And that's exactly what I did. But I feel like all of this is rooted in like, you know, whatever curveballs are going to come my way or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to dodge. I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. But the underlying premise to all of this is self-love. Like I am looking out for myself. I'm taking care of myself. I'm setting my goals and accomplishing them. And uh, that's why I feel optimistic for 2021 is because I've had a good December and I'm on this path of just hyper productivity. And I want to keep this train going. And that is what I intend to do. But okay, I'm going to table that. I'm going to table those kind of details for the next episode where I talk about 2021 and the plan. But yeah, so that was a major theme though that for 2020 as I look back is this being a year of hellos and goodbyes, a year of going deeper with some and letting go of others. And it's been a year to fall in love with yourself, right? So again, I'm curious if if some of y'all have had similar experiences, but I've just like, look, you know, I've lost a lot of faith. Obviously, I lost my religious faith in God and Jesus, like whatever, like six years ago, seven years ago. But I feel like this is a year where I lost a lot of faith in, I don't want to say humanity, but to some degree humanity, because I looked at all the just nasty terribleness in America and everywhere else out there in the media and the news and all the shit going down. And I'm like, wow, you know, and one of my favorite, most repeated songs from earlier in this year was... uh Richard Cheese with uh, People Equal Shit. People Equal Shit, come on. Yeah, really, that track really hit the spot for me earlier this year because I was just saying like, wow, you know, I've I've lost my faith in humanity. I've lost my faith in in certain friends and family to sort of be there for me or, but I I almost feel like it's it's developing such a resilience in me where I'm like, wow, I, I never thought I would lose certain people from my life. But even if that's the case, I'm strong enough to carry on, you know? But I, I can't stress it enough. I, I just feel like a lot of why people are depressed and miserable out there and why I have been in the past is because I just don't think we love ourselves enough. And I think when people are stuck at home alone, I mean, you're going to hear this. I mean, medically speaking, scientifically speaking, everybody, all the experts say it's good to be with other people. It's good to be around other people. It's good to have relationships and people... I just heard uh, one guy talking about his, uh, he's this YouTuber with like a million plus followers, whatever. He was doing his little 2020 recap thoughts. And one of the things he said, he mentioned this book where, you know, it talks about like all these old people when they die, what are the things they regret when they're on their deathbed looking back at their life, right? And they all kind of say the same things. You know, they wish they spent less time work, more time with friends and relationships and families and all that stuff. And on the one hand, I can see that, the value of that in my own life. Like, obviously, I'm super close with my mom. And that's like, I've, I've done a whole episode about that and the cancer and everything and how catastrophic that would be for me. But at the same time, that is like the bitter pill of bitter pills that I've swallowed this year. And again, it's this inner resiliency where I'm like, look, you know, even with whatever happens with my mom, like I will carry on, you know. And I don't know, but I... That is my one of my key takeaways from this shitty year of 2020 is I feel stronger. You know, I I have found it laughable that so many people for the last several months are like, oh, my God, 2020 sucks. We got to get to 2021. 
we just got to make it through this year. And I'm like, are you serious? As if all of a sudden everything is magically going to be better on January 1st, 2021. Like as opposed to things sucking on December 31st and all of a sudden they're awesome. That's so, I don't want to say childish, but that's like, it's laughable. It's silly to think that. As for 2021, I don't know. Y'all can have your predictions. I have mine. I I don't know if it's going to be the shitstorm that 2020 was. My gut tells me it's going to be more of the same. You know, they're going to say the virus has mutated. More people are testing positive. We need to lock everything down again, even though it hasn't worked for three times. But we got to do it again and screw up the economy and tank America so that we can have a globalist IMF, you know, leadership takeover and the UN and China and all this stuff. Like, I'm not even going to go down that path, but like, I've been privy to some of this, all this corruption and all these things with international politics and all this stuff. So I'm like, but again, I'm not going to get all that now. But the point is, things might get far worse in America and in the world, for all we know, in 2021. And people are just assuming it's going to be great because 2020 was the worst year ever and it po- couldn't possibly get worse. But let me tell you, it can definitely get worse. And I'm I'm fearful that it will get worse. But at the same time, as, you, as you've probably heard me saying in the podcast in recent episodes, like I've been trying to shift my focus away from everything happening out there. And uh, I think if you go back to my episode called The Shift, that was where I talked about it, where I talked more about like, I need to focus on my own on my own things, my own projects, my own aspirations, my own productivity. And yes, all of these things that I'm working on are going to be inherently limited and constrained by all of the shit happening in society. You know, like if, if the city's on fire and I live in the city, I'm like, okay, well, uh, you know, or the virus or the lockdowns or whatever, like all these things affect me personally. But I just, Lately in December, I just feel like, you know, regardless of who gets elected and the election and all this stuff, it's like whatever's going to happen, whatever shit's going to happen. It's not like I'm like, bring it on, but I'm just like, fuck it, man. You know, there's a little bit of delirium in me that has been part of the solution for me in December because I've just reached a point of just literally feeling delirious about like, just like, fuck it, man. Fuck it all. You know, because I'm going to die and you're going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. So what are you going to do between now and that point when you die, whether it's a year from now, whether it's 30 years from now, that's really what it's all about. What are you going to do with your time here? You know, and I think each of us should first and foremost, start with self-love and trying to create and trying to craft a life and a mindset that works for us. Right. So I'm figuring out my own recipe of what works for me as an introverted, you know, military brat, ex Christian, artist, designer, podcaster guy. Like I'm figuring out my own recipe for what works for me. And I'm starting to feel better and better about that. And some of it's trial and error, you know, and I try this, I try that. I'm like, and that's fine. That's all part of the process. But I'm getting better and better at it because I think I'm, I'm knowing my true self better. And I'm loving my true self more and more. All of that is crystallizing in, in a really great way. So I, I, that's why I'm optimistic about my own personal future. And it's not that I'm pessimistic about society, but I just don't know. You know, it's too much of a wild card 
how society is going to play out in 2021. But um, I'm starting to get into the next episode with 2021, so I'm going to stop that there. But um, this could very well easily be a two-hour, three-hour episode, like one of my longer solo episodes, but I'm not, I'm not going to go there, mostly because it's 7.30 now, and I think it's about time I fix some dinner and watch Apocalypto and have some ice cream and call it a night, call it a year. So I'm going to start to wrap this up here, but uh, I've kind of touched on my main points. Uh, you know, I, there's obviously a lot I could have said specifically about COVID and BLM and George Floyd and the election and all that stuff. But I'm just going to defer to, you know, if you want to hear my thoughts on all of that, you've probably been listening throughout the year already to all my thoughts on that. So and if you're new to the podcast and you and you haven't heard all my thoughts on those, like just you could start at the beginning back in May. Uh, I think one of my first episodes was right after George Floyd. So um, you could start there and just take your time and go all the way through, or you could just pick up right now with where I'm at with 2021, because this is happening. The Introversion Podcast is back, and uh, I'm stoked for the podcast. I'm stoked for Introversion as a whole. I'm stoked for these other projects that I'm starting up. And uh, yeah, I'm just like a machine. He's more machine now than man. I am focused and I'm on my way. And regardless of what happens, however good or bad, like that is the skill that I've been forced to refine and develop this year. It's the skill of just rolling with the punches and adapting. And uh, I think I'm already naturally geared that way because of growing up in the military where we had to move around every three years and you just have to get up and go and recreate yourself and redefine yourself. And so I think it's kind of inherently in me, but I think I've taken it to a whole nother level with 2020 because I think you just, you just gotta, I think 2020 is the kind of year where it probably crushed a lot of people and it could have crushed me. It could have crushed more people that I know, but I think the people who were able to overcome were the people who were a little bit like, ah, fuck this shit. Fuck this. And we'll see how things work out politically. Because right now, I mean, for those of you who know, like, I'm obviously not a fan of this lockdown garbage. And, um, you know, I just heard from my cousin who's down in North Carolina for the last week or so. And he's telling me, dude, they're walking around without masks down there. They're just like living life, enjoying life. They're all fine. And, uh, I've been hearing that about Florida as well. So I'm just kind of like, look, you know, if they keep pulling this shit and like, it's so funny. I got the email about the gym reopening next week, which I'm totally happy about, but it's funny to read the text and the email because they're kind of like all optimistic. Like we're hoping this will be the last lockdown and the gym will be back to normal and yay. And I'm like, yeah, fine. You can be optimistic and whatever in your email, but like, yeah, I'll not be surprised a month from now, two months from now, they shut it down again. You know, the, Governor Wolf or whatever, like to just shut it all down. You know, they'll just say, um, there's a new strain. Uh, people aren't dying yet, but uh, a lot of people are testing positive, even though they're asymptomatic. So we're going to shut the gym down again, you know, and they'll just sadly shut it down and I'll go back to being fat again. And this, this cycle will repeat and continue. And I'm like, I might reach, this might be the year. I mean, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself and talking about 2021, but, uh, I'll just quickly mention, like, I, I don't know that I will be in Philly by the end of this year still. So 
we'll see. We'll see. I might be heading south, whether it's Florida or whatever, but like I just want to get back to living life. Um, it's not that I don't like Philly. I do like Philly, but uh, I'm just going to have to see how things shape up politically this year. So we will see. Um, I'm going to leave you with a quote, something that I uh, came across. And, uh, you know, Winston Churchill, I think it came came out that he's like, whatever, he's a racist and hates Indian brown people, whatever, you know, but whatever. I just like the quote and he happened to say it. So I'm just going to leave you with this quote in reflecting on 2020. And the quote is basically, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty. So some food for thought there. That's definitely sunk in for me as I reflect on 2020. And uh, a lot of the mistakes I made in 2020 by getting too immersed emotionally and with my time and energy into all of this, the shitstorm dumpster fire that was out there in society in 2020, I got too roped into it. And I think that was uh, a mistake of mine. Um, I don't have regrets in the sense of like, okay, that was just naturally what was happening in me emotionally and all that. But like, I feel like there's lessons that need to be learned through that. And I really don't want to repeat those same lessons. So whatever, whatever bad shit happens in 2021, as long as it's not, you know, immediately impacting me, like I literally need to run out the door and run away to save my life. Uh, I'm going to basically go about my business and uh, carry on and do my thing. But again, more to come on that. I'm going to talk about 2021 next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you are glad to see the introversion podcast back. I hope you missed it. I certainly missed this. Um, I'm glad to be back at it, doing it again. And uh, it's just going to get better. It's just going to get better and better. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to have some new guests on in the new year, and I'm really going to ramp this thing up. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be less about politics and society and all that stuff, and it's going to be more about life and productivity, but like meaning and purpose and joy and the thing, the little things that make life worth living. You know, whether it's watching the movie Vivarium or, you know, just a fun show to watch or, but yeah, Introversion's back. I'm glad you're here listening to it. Stay tuned. There's a lot more to come in 2021. I guess when you're listening to this, it will be 2021. So I hope you all had a great end of the year, despite the shitty year that it was. I hope you made it through okay. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. Welcome to 2021. We'll see how this goes. All right, later. Today's episode is brought to you by Britannia, gambling with all the glitz and glamour of the British Isles. And best of all, the waitresses and showgirls are all real Brits. Fresh from the street to Sussex, they are. Fresh in the drink, Governor. Hey, you. Yes, you. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. That way you can obviously get notified as soon as new episodes arrive. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and consider writing a brief review. It just takes a second and it really helps in order to get this podcast ranking higher so that more people can discover it. And the better this podcast is doing, the more prominent guests we can get on the show and also the more time I can devote to it, which means more episodes and better episodes. And speaking of better episodes, what would you like to see more of on the show? 
Are there specific topics you'd love to see covered? Do you have thoughts of your own on the subjects discussed today? I'd love to hear from you. Just shoot an email to podcast at introversion.com or you can reach out to me on social media. I'm Jay Caslow on pretty much every platform, Twitter, Instagram, and the rest. And last but not least, if you've been enjoying listening to the podcast and also checking out the daily blog at introversion.com, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash introversion, where you can become an official introversion patron for as little as $3 a month. That's literally 10 cents a day. Anyway, just consider it. Otherwise, just click like, share this podcast with friends and family who you think would enjoy it. It's 2020, so be safe out there. And yet, go live your life. I know that's kind of a paradox, but we'll figure this out one way or another. Anyway, have a good one. Until next time.